welcome to the Spicy PL Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Spicy PL Podcast. This is episode 32. We got Mr. Newt Douglas, seven-time USAPL national champion. Is that correct, Newt? Seven times? Or the open, yeah. We we can't even start counting all the teen and shit. Yeah, collegiate. (laughs) He's got a collegiate. Got a collegiate Nats in there. Yeah, collegiate. (laughs) He was uh, he was at a lot of worlds, a lot of world teams. He's uh, he's one of US's best lifters, in my opinion. One of US's best lifters, seven time Open national champion, uh, IPF bronze medalist. 2010 was that Newt? Yeah, 2010. Yeah. And uh, World Games, um, sixth place finisher, finisher, which is no small feat, um, mm-hmm. even to get to the meet. So, um, one of the few athletes in the U.S. that got the opportunity to compete at the World Games. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah. As always, we got Big Joe Cap, got Peachy. What up? This is the crew, and uh, we're sponsored by Quest Nutrition. If you've listened to the last episode with James Vang, um, they hook us up. Lots of supplements. Uh, we dr- we love our hardcore. And uh, if you listen to the last episode, you probably learned a lot about Quest. Yeah, right? just one one thing we do want to talk about is uh, we got samples of a new pre-workout formula that Sherman's been developing. Um, yeah, nitrous. We talked about it a little bit. Yeah. At the end of the podcast. Well, we actually took it. After. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. actually took it, and uh, it was awesome. It was I loved solid. it, and the it honestly tastes amazing. And like, I yeah. can't just say that about anything because I love sour candy. I love fruit flavor. Everything. This shit tasted great. Yeah, Vang so was I'm like, excited for him to to roll it out. So look out for that. Vang was like, "Yeah, this is like the worst flavor," and we had it. We're like, "This is <laughs> this <sick."> really good." <laughs> Yeah, so we talked about, you know, how it has some caffeine and it has some glycerol in there, which is uh, something that Sherman's come up with on his own to uh, mm-hmm. have some water retention, I guess, while you're training, which is yeah. sick. Yeah, um, so, so uh, as always, check out quest-nutrition.com um, yeah. and uh, pick up some stuff. Uh, Newt, you, you want to shout out anybody? I mean, Team Quest, we whoop your ass up and down the street whenever whenever we please. But what do you want to – What do you want? who do you want to shout out? Oh, well, we always got to shout out Titan. I mean, you know, they're the best gear in the world. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, man I know uh, we're excited. Coming over to our side. It's okay. You, you can you can say it. Uh, I still dabble, man. You know, you know, I got I, I know it. You dabble. I, I know. I was, I was breaking in my new katana today. It went pretty well. So, you know, I'm always in there. Yeah, we love Titan. Even though we talk about insert shit and Joe wears some insert shit here and there. But we all have worn Titan stuff and still wear Titan stuff. And. They're good people out there. So. Newt's like Mr. Titan. So yeah, but what's going on, Newt? How you been? What's going on? Uh, you you getting ready for uh, any meets? I mean, hopefully, if we if we have nationals, yeah, I'll be getting ready for that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, there's some new news on that. Yeah, we want to um talk about some news about nationals we have with you since you're on here and you've done like every national since I don't know 2008 or some shit. <laughs> so um. So I, I think like, uh, you know, on the the last time we did the pod, we talked about we, we kind of knew it was in Florida and when it was, but we were kind of told that not to announce it. And then like the next day it got announced anyway that it's in Daytona, June 14th and 19th. Right. So that came out on, on uh, USAPL's Instagram, but it lacked any other kind of details. So like mm-hmm. lifting yeah. schedule is important and, you know, it's it's obviously the size of the meat is going to be more limited because you're combining 
youth nationals, raw nationals, geared nationals, and bench nationals all in one week. Um, and typically raw nationals itself is like five days of five platforms. So, um, like I was right away curious on what it was going to be. So we have some inside information. The meet is six days long. The first two days is masters raw. Those, the morning of those first two days will be dedicated to youth. All right. So you got youth and masters for, let's just call it Monday, Tuesday or yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. Then there'll be one day masters equipped and a night session of raw women's bench. So that's day three masters equipped raw women's bench. All right. And then days four and five are going to be raw open nationals. Mm -hmm. So you have two days of a two platform meet to do raw nationals, which right there, you got to think that's going to, you know, cause a a lot. How many lifters? It's going to cause a lot of crying on the internet is what I predict because there's just not going to be enough spots. And then the nights that I'm assuming these are three session days because the night sessions of those two raw nationals days um, are going to be dedicated to um, raw bench on Thursday and equip bench nationals on Friday night. So you're going to have raw nationals during the day (laughs) and then Bench nationals and bench night. nationals at night, both genres, raw and equipped no, Thursday, Friday sounds night. Great. Sounds great. And then equipped is going to be Saturday. No, no. And then day six, which is Saturday yeah. is equipped nationals. What the one day. Fuck? So we're all lifting on the same day, all which is going to be a shit Jesus show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. So first of all, I mean, I mean the, the initial reaction for me is that there's not going to be enough spots to satisfy everybody. No, there's no. not. Is it you sure it's just two platforms? Two platforms. It's not going to be four. They they can't. They probably we only two platforms. Hard caps for every session. That's what I have. Wow. (laughs) How how hard are these caps? Well, I mean, I have information on how you will be awarded a spot. But I want to talk about the size and schedule of meet. I think I love that the equipped is last. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> how do you how do you how do you get on there? How do you get on the how do you get a three spot? flights three flights max per platform? Yeah, the um, problem. Like, well, I don't have those details. I just know it's it's. I'm uh, just trying to guess here. Yeah. Right? What do you th- what do you think? Like three flights max. What what do you think number of lifters on flight? What's the max? Is it like? I mean, the max max lifters in a flight is fourteen, 14 but I think they'll probably 14. do thirty. So like three flights of ten if they can. Three flights of ten. You don't want a fourteen sense. person flight in any. I mean, like, like I want a 14 person. 14 is sick. I want 14 too. Yeah. Maybe 12 lifters. Yeah. I mean, they're really limited on weight. Like, you got to get all well, the so, weight back. Yeah, you're right. So let's do the math. It's you probably got, 14. You got six. Let's just call 60 lifters per session for raw nationals. So that's 240 per day. So there's about 500 spots at raw nationals. Basically, cutting raw nationals is less than half. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be Where are you a getting problem. 60 per session? Four flights? Of four, of three flights 15. per platform with 10 okay. lifters each. Oh, I see. All right. Yep. All right. So 500 lifters. So, 60 to 80. so on equip, I think equip could be fine. I think the one problem is, and Newt knows this, that like, you know, we've been to world games. We, we've been through it, but like everybody and their mother thinks they're qualifying for worlds on the world games year. So I think those nationals tend to have higher attendance because everybody thinks it's their fucking year. Um, so I think the people who are left out on the bubble who can't because then, you know, you're looking at 
max 240 lifters on the equip day, which it might be fine. Sometimes that's fine. That's enough. Um, yeah, so maybe maybe that is enough, but I, maybe some people might not uh, might not get. Well, well, this is the problem. This is the problem. So there's the spots, but then there's also how do you get there, right? Yeah. So is there new QTs? No, there's no new QTs. There's a process though for this meet specifically. There's three tiers of how to get in. Mm-hmm. First tier is if you won or placed highly at nationals in 2019, you'll get an invite around February 1st via email from what I'm hearing. So gotcha. lifters like me and Newt or, uh, you know, any of the guys and girls who won raw nationals or placed top three or probably even top five at raw nationals, you'll get your invite. And what I'm told is accept it very quickly because after a week goes by, um, they're going to look at the hometown showdown rankings and then you're going to get invited off hometown showdown. So those are meets that were done in 2020. So, wow. so it's invite only. The thing is, if you, I like it. If, if, yeah, if you didn't do nationals in 2019 for some reason, then you're not going to get the tier one invite. And if then you didn't do a meet in 2020 because of coronavirus or whatever, access to meets, then you're kind of screwed, right? There is a third tier after tiers one and two have all accepted their invites. Um, they will open the rest of the cap sessions to anybody who's hit the qualifying total. But I'm assuming that's going to be just some insane, just like, half hour thing online where people like uh um, two minutes when people usually try to register for the the raw day at the arnold yeah it's yeah. like a, it's like the shit's gone in 10 minutes yeah so i'm assuming it's gonna be something like that so i think uh, you know that's why i wanted to find out and that's why i did some digging and talk to some people about what this meet was going to be like but uh i don't know newt let's uh like we have you here what do you think um i have an interesting question what about people that want to Double dip. Some people do raw and equip. Is that going to be possible? Well, I mean, all right. So say say your say your bonica. Say your bonica. You're going to get invited to both because you won raw, raw nationals and you won <laughs> equip nationals in 2019. So I I would assume that you can do both, and that's why um the equipped and raw is um on, on separate days, days yeah. because you can do both technically. Like it's going to suck for bonicas. Say. She, she could might even have do to... bench. She could even do bench. Yeah, she could do three. Theoretically, meets. She, she could do four. She, yeah, she could do she could do raw bench on the first night, and she could do the equip the the raw full meet, which I'm assuming the supers go on the second day, then equip bench, and then equip nationals. Theoretically, yeah, that that's an interesting question because someone like Bonica is screwed if she competes raw on Friday, then has to do equip Saturday. Is brutal. Yeah. Which it's almost would have be been better if they did. Which one would be better? Raw first and then do your equipped, or do your equipped first and then do the raw meet? Oh, raw first. Raw I first. think raw first. first. Raw first. Yeah. If I had to do it, like cool. if I if I had to do a raw meet and a, a geared meet in the same weekend, I'd want to do the raw first. It would be sick if they did raw like Monday and then equipped like Sunday or Saturday, and you'd have like a full week to kind of. Yeah, but rest I think up. they're looking at like okay, so for Bonica that sucks, <clears throat> but for your average raw lifter like. If they put Raw on Monday, they're gonna get fucking killed. On yeah, I mean, the internet people can't come because people yeah. won't want to come for Monday meet. Thursday, yeah. Friday meet is a nice schedule. Yeah, the most people the, like Raw and Open, you gotta have it on the weekend yeah. so people can make it. Uh, what else? What else? What else? You think well, about this? Well, new? so new. Like, have you been? Have you ever considered doing Raw Nationals? <laughs> um, look for for me. 
doing raw has absolutely nothing to do with the goals that I have for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I want to win an IPF open world title. I don't want to win a master world title or a junior world title <laughs> or a raw world title and no disrespect to that. But for me, my whole life has always been built around to win an IPF open world title, the meet that happens in November. And that's the one that I want. And I can't do that without gear on. So I, you know, doing a raw meet would only, I, I guess the only reason I would do it would be to show people. I don't need to show people anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, if you ask me, you know, what my numbers would be for, for me, they, they would be the same in the context of what I do already do in the IPF. I have a great squat, which I'd have a great squat with, with my gear or without my gear bench. I have an average to below average bench. It'd be the same thing without my, my shirt on. <laughs> deadlift, yeah. I have one of the, not the best, but one of the better deadlifts in the world. And it'd be the same thing without it on. So in total, it'd be the same thing. I'd be by, you know, up in the top three to four in the world, gear or no gear. So yeah. I don't, I don't need to prove my, prove anything to anyone because I don't do this for anybody but myself. So for me, I want to win an IPF open world title. I want to make it to world games and you can't do that with raw. You just you can't. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same boat, man. That's yeah. why we, that's why I don't waste my time with that shit. But I'm, I mean, I'm in a different boat than you because if I competed raw, I'd be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really good in gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know that squat that you can do that's probably top five in the world? Let's just drop, let's add two zeros to that, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah top 500 more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. If I'm lucky. <laughs> if I'm lucky. Well, new, it's pretty crazy, like when you think about it, um, how long you've been in the game. I mean, when did you start lifting? How how old were you? I did my first powerlifting meet when I was 12 years old. So I'm 31 now, so nearly 20 years ago. Wow. How's the body holding up? Body's good. That's why I do the gear and not the raw. All right. So you're 12. You're 12. Were you wearing gear? I was not. I had on Titan singlet. It was two-tone, purple and blue. Uh... I had on a uh, New Balance. Um, I had an old like, um, like a very thin uh, leather belt. It wasn't like the thick ones like I wear now. Um, yeah. No knee sleeves or anything. I think they were those are really just starting to become more popular. The uh, the Ray Bands, the blue ones. Um, but I, I didn't wear those. Um, no wrist wraps. Um, and I did have deadlift shoes. I had an old pair of my dad's that I wore. Um, so squatted raw, bench raw, deadlifted raw, conventional. Um, you were so 12 years old and you fit in your dad's yeah. shoes? Yeah, well, you know, they're a little, they're a little big, but. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. like, like I, remember, I remember we were talking and, like, um, we, we, you were a really good soccer player in high school, but it seems like you pretty much had no choice and your dad was just going to have you powerlift. Uh, no, no. So interesting story. You no, know, the, the choice for me to pilot was always my decision. Um, now, I mean, I grew up, I mean, my earliest memories of childhood are of at pilot meets in gyms. Um, I remember when I was really young, um, my dad, you know, we lived in Louisiana for a long time um, in Ruston where La Tech is. And that's how, that's how I know Wade Hooper and Dr. Billy Jack and, and all those people. Um, but I remember I would, my dad would come home from work. And 
I'd be, you know, I was three or four and been at home all day with my mom, driving her nuts. So she said, take your son, take your son to the gym. And at the gym, there was a, there was a daycare because it was more like a health club than a gym, but they had a part down at the bottom. It was just powerlifting. And he put me in the daycare center and I would, it would be maybe 30 minutes. I would drive that 16 year old girl that was babysitting me nuts until they forced my dad to come get me. <laughs> and so that I could be down at the bottom and he'd say, sit by my bag, don't move. And so you just I'd slowly, slowly edge my way to a machine and um, no, but it was always my choice. So I didn't, I always kind of, you know, played around with stuff when I was younger, you know, the preset bars, not a real squat bar, but the preset bars and yeah. machines and stuff, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, that kind of stuff. But um, I really started working out and when I was in sixth grade because I came, I played football for the first time. And I always wanted to play football, but uh, in Louisiana, all they had was flag football for that age. And when we moved to Mississippi, they started a lot younger with full pads, full power, you know, so full tackle, you know, so sixth grade, and I'm, I'm 90 pounds and, and I'm gonna go play football first time. Well, these kids that I'm playing with, they've been playing, they've been playing tackle football for two, two, three years. So when you get hit for the first time, I mean, you think, you think you're a badass, but when you get hit for the first time and you've never been hit like that before, it, it's, it's not the same. And I came home that first day from practice and I was just battered and bruised. And my mom's yelling at my dad, he's not playing anymore. And that's when I wasn't the greatest athlete. So dad was like, well, let's get in the gym. You know, let's, let's start getting stronger. You know, let's, so that's what we did. And went to the gym and everything was about technique. Everything was about, I did sets of 10, sets of 12 and never, never was a max out. And, you know, by the end of that season, I was, I started like third string. I was, you know, starting running back by the end of the year. So, and then, you know, obviously it became its own, its own thing later, but you know, the decision has always been mine. Yeah. That's good. Cause like, it doesn't seem like, like Jeff, your dad, like made you do it. It's just like, he lets you kind of find it because like, if I had a kid, I'd be like, play sports. Don't fucking power lift. <laughs> <You know? 'Cause laughs> this shit sucks. <laughs> and like, <laughs> Like, I mean, I had a different experience where I exhausted like other things in my athletic career, like college track and field and other things before I found powerlifting and, and you know, started training with Big Mike. But I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't push my kid to powerlifting. But I know like we were talking earlier about how you and Ian specifically, because you have these legendary powerlifting fi figures as your father's like, you know, there's pictures of, of Ian doing a deadlift. It was like 275 when he's like 12 mm -hmm. or 13 and you know you did a meet when you were 12 which i think is awesome but um you know you guys had your dad so like kind of help you navigate and like um we, we were wondering we want to ask you like yeah. if you if you had any injuries from because you've been lifting for so long you know, and i'll also say too that those first couple of meets you know when i was 12 13 all of my you know obviously they're not i did nine lifts but even my third attempts on every single at every single meet those first couple of years I could have done my third attempts five, six times. You know, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't about a max out. It wasn't about me breaking a youth record. It, that's what, it, it wasn't about that. It was about getting better, learning technique, you know, getting experience. Cause you can't beat platform experience. You can't, you can't, mm -hmm. you know, um, you, just, you just can't do it. So it's lucky you know, that you had that guidance. It's <laughs> lucky you had that guidance. You had, you know, the experience 
to to be smart about it because i know a lot of people <laughs> i know my first meet was all max <laughs> yeah. hell yeah <laughs> Ball, balls at the wall that's right yeah um you know no yeah i grew i grew i mean i i grew up you know definitely with a lot of good people around me and um not many people get to grow up that way and uh mm-hmm. i do consider myself fortunate i you know i think i wouldn't be a lifter today today that i am without the the people that i had around me um mm-hmm. like i mean just as an example i feel like there's nothing that i can't do in this sport whether it's lifting it's coaching it's training it's running a meet judging you know whatever mm-hmm. and, and i learned those all from different people my dad wade hooper dr billy jack um, Paul Fletcher, you know, all those things, you know, I feel like I've taken everything from them, you know, little bits here and there and made it my own. And that's why I feel like there's nothing that I can't do. I can do everything well. And um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do those things without those people that I had around me and not, and not everybody gets to grow up that way. So mm, I've been yeah. fortunate. Yeah. You probably have seen some, seen some wild stuff happen too. I have seen you know? some wild stuff, man. Like, I mean, you've probably I mean, seen. So, so look, so back in the day, Gary stuff. Let's see. <laughs> so, so, so back in the day in the gym, like, just, just, just everybody in the gym at one time. I'm about to list off some names here. here at the same gym in Ruston, these are the names: my dad, Wade Hooper, Christy Newman or Cardella now, uh, J Ray, Char Gahagan, Legend, James Townsend. Trey Cunningham, I mean, dude, dude, just, just, I, the list goes on. Dr. Billy Jack, I mean, the list goes on and on and on about the people that I was surrounded by, and you know, like I look at it now and I'm like, wow, like, I mean, people don't, people didn't, people didn't grow up that way. I mean, I've been very fortunate. Yeah, yeah, I've had some cool experiences like that later, where we did the training camp at Townsend Gym, and you know, people showed up, or I got to train with Ian, or I got to train with Scott Dobbins, and james vang and um you know a bunch of people together in tran um so those were good times but that sounds pretty insane yeah but i i want to i want to i want to get to uh some stories but i want to tell a story about your dad because the first time i ever met your dad i was pissed because it was at collegius in 2009 yeah in baton rouge and you know it was sunday it was time for the supers to start warming up Right. And so your dad must have been training for men's nationals. He was, which, him and, you know, him and, uh, him and Wade were. Yeah. 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 They were training and they decided to train in between sessions. Right. They did. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm going into the warm room, which already pissed me off because the warm room was like in, in this shit ass room, like this daycare. Yeah. I guess. I and, guess uh, that too, but keep going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I go put my bag down at, at the rack. I'm, you know, I'm picking the nicest rack. You know, I'm, I'm about to win my first collegiates. And uh, in my mind, I'm gonna whoop. Uh, I'm gonna whoop so much ass. I'm gonna whoop so much southern ass. <laughs> and uh, I go to the rack, and I, you know, I want to get going. But your dad's like in suit bottoms and wraps, and he's doing like 705 for triples. And I'm like, yo, it's time for us to warm up. This motherfucker better get out of the way. <laughs> and like <laughs> him and Wade were like doing whatever. I don't think Wade was training. I honestly think he was just helping your dad, like yeah, rapping he, he him. Was helping. Yeah, yeah, he didn't lift that year. Yeah, yeah. He was just and I was him. like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Right? Like, what the fuck? You know that? I was like, that's not even that heavy. Get out of here. But obviously, your dad was a lot lighter than me. He was doing it for triples, straps down. And he was a badass. But I was just, I was just salty and I was just mad. Wade was actually then Wade went out and and sat in the judges' chair and I bombed out on squat. <laughs> 
<laughs> he got your ass. He got your ass. But I was like, damn. I mean, years later, I mean, I I can't I, like I can't explain how much I love that your dad is part of the world team and is always there for us and shit. But uh, that's that story. I just think that's a funny story. But one of the things we wanted you to talk about was uh, Collegiate in two thousand nine and what the hell what the hell happened in the meet. Oh man! All right, this is a long story, but we got time. Go ahead, man. We got time. All right, so. Paul, Paul Fletcher, you know, he runs a lot, of, you know, he used to run all those meets in Baton Rouge, right? Um, so, you know, he always ran those meets at the Radisson, you know, the hotel in Baton Rouge, you know, he, he, every single meet, you know, going back to, you know, early 2000s, you know, he always ran those meets there. Well, he, and he, he had the Radisson booked for that meet, like every Yeah, other I remember day. this. Okay. So, like two months before that meet, Gary Frank had some APF or APA bullcrap meat or whatever and just tore that place apart. And after that meet was over, they management called Paul and said, look, we're not doing power here anymore. You got, you're going to take your business elsewhere. Like we're just, That's we're crazy. not doing it. So it was, it's like two months out. Like, I mean, you know, for a nationals, if you don't, I mean, if, you, if people don't understand, like those things are planned, you know, months in advance. I mean, there's a lot of people coming in there. It's collegians. And, even, I mean, it, I mean, talk about it's 800 person meet, gonna have all these rooms, you know what I mean? So, so now Paul's gotta find another venue. Well, there aren't hotels that can just house that kind of, those kind of people, you know, just lying around or they had that big, yeah, not in Baton Rouge to do that. I know, you know, I mean, they don't make hotels like that anymore. Not, not, or at least, I mean, probably in big town, they still do big cities, but, but not, they don't make them like that anymore. Um, so, he was forced to find somewhere else to go. So he went down the street to, you know, some like, it's like a, I don't even think it was a high school. I think it was like a church of some sort. My dad was yeah. telling me what it was. I, I can't remember what it was, but uh, so that's, that's, you know, that's where we went. And then, you know, we couldn't be in that hotel anymore either. So, you know, everybody else was in a different hotel as well. We weren't in the rats anymore. It was some other shit hotel, but so that that's, that's how that happened. So it was supposed to be at the Radisson, but then Paul got screwed by. Yeah. It was Gary kind Frank. of a shit meet. Yeah. It was kind of shit. APF bullshit stuff. I know. Well, I mean, you know, and and Paul usually puts on the best meets, but you know, it was the hand that he was dealt. Um, but anyway. Well, so, we went we went back in like 2013, and it was a lot better. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 2012. Yeah. So it, yeah. 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 My high school team spotted and loaded on Sunday because we just won the state championship, and me and Tran drove all the boys down there because Paul was short on our sport on spotters, so we drove down there that night. It came and spied on Sunday morning. But uh yeah, so but getting back to 2009, um so Robert Keller was a technical sec for that meme. <laughs> yeah, I like I love my boy Keller, but uh, you know, he's Keller. Um so he's he's a technical sec for that meet. And you know, technical secretary is supposed to take care of everything, right? All the logistics and all that kind of stuff. Well, so we show up day on day one, you know, Friday morning for weigh-ins, you know, and, um, and I'm with Tran, Tran's about to, you know, Tran's lifting, and uh, we're about to do weigh-ins. Well, Keller's nowhere to be found. He's late. He's not there. So we got some judge. I don't even remember who it was. And at Nationals, you know, you weigh in by a lot number, right? And that's how it is. You know, lot number one goes first, and then all the way down. Well, you know, we're getting in there. We're looking. I'm looking for the lot number or whatever, and uh, and I was like, where, where's, you know, where's the sheet? Where's the, oh, we're not doing lot numbers. I remember this too. 
I remember we're not that. Doing, what do you mean we're not doing a lot now? What is this, first come, first serve? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's what it turned out to be, first come, first serve, like whatever. And I'm like, what is this bullshit? What are we doing? But anyway, so the meat all, so the, the meat got off to a, a, a shit start to begin with from, from, from get-go. Keller's late. He's not there. Lot numbers aren't being used. Whatever, all right? <laughs> Paul had everybody lined up to run the computers and – like referees and all that people bailed on him he had to bring in people bailed, you know, yeah. his like 16 year old sons and shit to run the stuff like it just it was it turned into a disaster so anyway train goes you know train lives on friday he wins um and then you know i live the next day right so it's me versus uh you know steven steven, steven Mish, guy, guy from yeah. Mish, yeah from la tech which you know we're, we're good we're, you know we, we became friends after but um you know for that time we were enemies but uh so, you know, he had, all he had been hearing about was, oh, this new Douglas guy, he's coming. You know, he's, he's not even full A181. He's like 174. He just, he just squatted 675 at the Louisiana State meet. You know, he's coming for you because, you know, he's a defending champ. And, um, and what people didn't know was, you know, the, the velocities just came out. The Titan had just come out with the, with the velocity, you know, around that time. And I hadn't worn it in a meet yet. And I'd been wearing it in training, though. And – my deadlift was starting to come come around. You know, I'd always kind of been a just kind of an average puller, but it was it was coming. People weren't going to be ready for it because I was going to pull six whatever. For and then at the time for for that weight class, you know, in USAPL was a big pull. That was good, um, yeah. So so we go and I I, I squatted like six eighty three, and I missed seven. Um, everybody wanted me to try to break Steve McLaughlin's collegiate squat record but it just wasn't in the cards um so i tried to squat 705 missed it squatted 683 on my second steven squatted like i don't know like 633 or 628 or something um he had the big bench though um imagine that someone now benching me uh <laughs> so he, he he benches like 446 not 446 or 429 or, or something like that somewhere anyway, in there yeah i benched uh which my bench was starting to come up at that point. I benched like three, three seventy four, I believe it was. But so get, going into deadlift, you know, he had, I think he, I guess he had a little bit of a lead on me, you know, because he outbenched me about a little bit more than I out squatted him. But uh, I was going to outpull him by enough to win. So um, I opened up at five fifty one. I think he opened up at like five fifty six. But we were going to make a big jump. We were going six oh six on second, and I smashed five fifty one. He only went like 589. I made the big jump to 606 to take the lead on him, which I did. And then third attempt, he pulled like 606 or something like that to take the lead back from me. And then third attempt, I needed 633 for the win. And there was another guy still going. It was He wasn't in the race to, to win or anything, but he had a big deadlift. So he was – kind of in the same but he was going with me i wasn't the last one it was like me and him and uh anyway so but we had to wait for meach to go um to see if he pulled it and know whether or not because we turned in something and we had to change it yeah make so, the change yeah so we so mitch got it so mitch, which meant i had to turn into a seven and a half but turn into a seven and a half you know it goes on the computer i go up mind you at this point there is no one. The other platform was done. No one on the jury was sitting at the jury. 
They were all up watching me, about to pull for the win. No one's on the jury. Keller's walking around. The other platform's done. Everyone's getting ready. So I go out there. I pull 633. Boom. Three white lights. It's over. I just won, right? I come off the platform. I take my, I, I, I you know, high five and whatever. Mitch came over and shook my hand. I shook uh, a LaTeX coach's hand. Uh, Josh was his name. And uh, I, so I started going back to the locker room or, the, you know, the back to undo my suit. Keller comes back there. It's me and my dad. This is so fun. And he says, he said, look, um, your lot number was lower than the other, that other guys that went. You, you had to, you needed to go 290, not 287 and a half. And we're, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> get the fuck it, out of here. That's what I would have told them. <laughs> fuck it, you. That's like, what I would have told them. It, it went, it went in the computer. You're standing there. There's no one at the jury to overturn this. I mean, they're all standing there watching me. What, the, what are you talking about? The meet's over. Like it's done. He goes, no, you, you've got to cool, you've got to pull 290. You got three minutes. Yeah. And I, like, I'm literally like the suit is off. Like it's, it's off. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so I'm like, Dad, what do we, what do we do? He goes, well, we, we gotta fucking pull it, I guess. So they load two ninety <laughs> up. I put my suit back on. Again, no fucking juries out there. They're all watching this shit show that's about to happen. Uh, so I go out there. I try to pull two ninety. I get all the way to lockout, and I can't remember the guy's name, the head judge. I think he's an old like USPF judges from California. I've, I've never seen him since. Since that meet, I've never seen him ever again. Some old dude, whatever. He had his hand up, and he said, he didn't say down, but as I got almost to lockout, he goes. And like, <laughs> I, like, I went up and down, and then I locked it out, and then I put it down, and I got three reds. <laughs> and I came off of there. Oh, my God. So if you don't know my mom, she is a firecracker. She's about four eleven, about a buck ten, and she laid into Keller. Oh my God, she laid into him. It was because you know we've known Keller for twenty years, you know, or longer. I've I've known him for twenty years. Dad's known him for longer than that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so my mom just chewed him out for like twenty minutes, and you know I just I was so beside myself. Like I started bawling my eyes out. You know, and then and then and it's even you know it was almost like a hollowed title for him. Um, you know, cause he was beat, you know, I beat him and yeah. we got, we got on top of the stand and, you know, first place, second place, third place. And the picture, I, ha I still have that picture. Like he's got his head down. He's not even looking up. I'm over here. Just got the pissed off face and you know, that's how it ended. It's crazy. Cause to this, like I was there and like, it's one of those things like while you guys were lifting, like everybody was watching, like it, it sounds stupid, but like like a lot of times when you're at sports tournaments or something where there's a lot of things going on, there's just sometimes there's matchups where everybody shows up to watch. Right. And it was super intense while it was going on and it was crazy. And then like everybody was super confused at what the fuck was going on. I know. Like, I was too. And to this, cause it wasn't like they were on the microphone explaining why or what was going on. They're basically like, yeah, um, there was a mistake in the scoring. He's got to pull again. All right. And like, you kind of, you kind of, I kind of remember the 633 not being that hard. So we're all just like, this is stupid. He's just going to pull 639. But, but obviously you got fucked by like all the other factors. But like to this day, and of all the powerlifting meets I've been to, 
I still haven't seen a more confusing or fucked up finish to like a meet. And I've seen some stupid shit happen, but I think that that was probably still the craziest thing I've seen since, you know, I started going to meets in 2008. You know what the biggest bullshit about that is? Is number one, Rob Keller wasn't even there for the fucking weigh-ins. You don't even know what your fucking lot number is going into the meet. Then... At the, on the last fucking deadlift of the meet, he's going to show up and tell you that they fucked up your lot number and you got to go again? Fuck yeah, that. So, I know. So so that was, that was the whole basis of – so my dad sent an email as soon as that was over to the entire EC. Like, because the problem was Keller's defense was to keep the integrity of the meet. He, this, he had to make sure that I, had to, I needed to pull again. He couldn't let it slide. And, I, and, and our, our basis for the, our, our argument was – Integrity of meat was going out the window on day one when first off you wouldn't even you weren't even there when the meets when the very first weigh in started and we didn't even weigh in by lot number anyway. You 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 told us <laughs> lot numbers weren't gonna count right now. So <laughs> we talk about integrity of the meat. You 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 screw that up from get go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for the people listening, like it's important to know, like in two thousand nine, like there were no like there were no LED walls. There were no nice computer screens. It wasn't all paper. There was there were probably projector screens. There were probably there were probably projector screens, but there was the Next Lifter program. Next Lifter, yeah. And uh, that was just not as nice as the scoring programs that we're running now. And it's not as evident like what your lot number is, like where you are, all that mm-hmm. stuff, like what's going on. It's so easy now, but back yeah. then, I mean, we were we were. You're checking numbers on paper yeah. to make sure that you're going to put the right numbers in if you're, yeah. especially collegiates, because the placings are always so crazy. So we always had doing stuff by paper. I mean, now we don't do it. There's no smartphone yeah. that you could just look no. up something on no. like no, cast. Yeah. Yeah. no lifting cast, yeah, no lifting cast, no cast that shit. So that's pretty crazy. Well, uh, Newt, I mean, you've seen some crazy shit. I'm curious, um, you know, who, who are the most powerful people that you've ever seen? And uh, we'd like to give you the opportunity to, you know, nominate someone into the OG Hall of Fame for us. Um, I mean, I mean, I'll say, I'll say, first, well, first off, I mean, if you want me to say who I think the the greatest USAPL powerlifter is, I think that's Wade Hooper, and I'd say Brad Gillingham is pretty close second. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I mean, I've seen some stuff. I've seen, you know, Brian Siders and Randall Harris and Brad Gillenham and um, Tony Harris, my dad, Kevin Stewart, Tony Cardella. Um, I mean, just crazy, cra- crazy, crazy stuff that I've seen and up close and personal. And, and it's almost like I didn't know what I was seeing, but, you know, I was watching it. Um so, uh, so w- you mean nominate who? Like, just in general? Yeah, I guess if you had to nominate one person, I think Brad Gillingham is already. Brad Gillingham's already in. Man. OG Hall of Fame. Okay. But I don't believe Wade Hooper is. No, we could we could put Wade in. Let's put him in. Let's put. It. So we, we, I I could give a little Wade rundown, but why don't you give us a little some Wade stats for the listeners? All right, so I'm gonna give y'all some raw stats for back in the day. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I've watched, I watched my dad and Wade do training, you know, for a long time. Cause they were training partners for, you know, for a long time. You know, we're close friends. Um, you know, my dad's actually, you know, uh, Wade and Kim's son, you know, he's like, uh, it's called something in Cajun, Louisiana, but it, it's basically a godfather. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, so, <clears throat> and, and this is, remember, this is weighed at 165, and this is my dad at really 220, to be honest, 220, you know, whatever, somewhere in there, 230 to, you know, 240. But, uh, I mean, I used to watch Wade do 605 for a triple on squat before he put a suit on. That's just you know, that's insane. Yeah, I, I mean, so you think he would have whooped Taylor Atwood's ass raw in his prime? You no, know, I so I watched y'all's episode with uh, you know, the then versus now, and I, yeah, yeah I didn't, I don't know if I agreed with some of those. It's, some of those it's the deadlift, but it's, it's the deadlift. deadlift. It's the deadlift. Well, here, here, here's the, here's the thing. Now, I, I've I've seen Wade Wade pull conventional sumo raw with a suit with. Right hand under, left hand over, left hand under, right hand <laughs> over. It didn't matter. I've seen I've seen him pull six twenty five that way. Okay, all those ways, raw, conventional, <laughs> sumo. Anyway, pull, pull six twenty five. I mean, six twenty five is no. I mean, that's no joke at one sixty five. It just you know it, it it he couldn't always put it together after the big squat and after the big bench. But I mean, if you're talking about just doing it raw and doing a raw squat, a raw bench, I mean, I, yeah, it'd I be easy for him. I mean, he'd pulled that. I mean, it's because, you know, he had squat eight and then bench, you know, 550, and then he'd have to do the pull, you know. I mean, I think if he had to do it all raw, I don't – I don't, I have no doubts he'd, he'd pull, you know, 6, 615, 625. But, yeah. you know, I've seen Wade bench, you know, four or five for a trip. You know, I mean, yeah. I've seen my, – my dad never used to put a squat suit on until he got over seven. I mean, I've, I've seen my dad bench 455 for five. Um, I've, he he never he would he wouldn't even put a deadlift suit on. Sometimes they got to a meet. Yeah, you don't need to do that shit. Yeah. Yeah, your dad your dad is definitely brutally strong. I mean, I've He's, seen your dad lift. That's probably the difference. People ask me like all the time, like, or they'll say like, "Oh man, you got great genetics." And I'm like, well, the difference between me and my dad is he's definitely more of the the brute cock strong than I am. You know, he's got <laughs> the he's got the big joints. You know, he's got the the big, the big elbows, the big knees, the big wrists, yeah. you know, all that kind of big ankles. I don't. He's have just that. built like an ape. He's, he's built like he's an kind ape. of weird looking. He's, he's weird. <laughs> he's a weird looking guy. He's built like a little like chimpanzee or something. Yeah, strong. He's, he's got he's got big hands, like you know, huge hands. Um, you know, so, I, and and I, and I think you know, and I'm I'm definitely not you know I'm not as thick in those those areas. You know, the biceps, the wrists. You know, I'm I'm pretty thin in those areas, and I mean, it's not really much you can do to make those thick i mean if you don't already have it i mean yeah you can be stronger but i mean you know you're kind of at the mercy of whatever you're given um which is why you know i do have a lot of problems you know tendonitis and and things like that when i do get heavy you know and i do get beat up um so but i think that's definitely the the difference between between me and my dad yeah let's talk well if we're gonna put wade in the og hall of fame we gotta give a little bit more love to wade i think He's the only lifter in the USAPL to win Junior Worlds, Open Worlds, and Master Worlds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. So that's pretty badass. Um, he won. So, uh, he won eleven Open National titles all in a row. That's sick. Yeah, and he's uh, if you if you guys don't know who Wade Hooper is, I mean, like, just check him out on YouTube. He he has a ton of training and meat stuff up on YouTube. And uh, what what's the best squat he ever did? Like eight seventeen at one eighty one. At one eighty one, yeah, eight fifteen. That's the one I broke last year in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. yeah, he was he was happy for me. He was the first person first person to text me. 
Um, yeah, he's a good him. shit. He, he texts me, um, you know, he's always been my biggest supporter. You know, you know, actually, um, you know, Wade taught me sumo. Like he taught I, you sumo. He taught me sumo. Like you know, not hmm. that my dad can't, but Wade's a technician, man. Um, you know, I've always modeled my my lifting after him in those terms. You know, again, yeah. Yo, if know, you want to be like Wade, why don't you come lift for Sherman Ledford at Quest yeah. Nutrition? <laughs> well, you know, Sherman always tries. You know, he tried to get, <laughs> he tried to he'd call my dad all the time. Hey, 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 Jeff, uh, you gonna lift for for uh, for Team Quest this year? <laughs> yeah, Did you ever get a case of hardcore in the mail? Uh yeah, I got a case of hardcore now. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't have to say you don't have to say but we know you drank the shit out of that <laughs> no i mean okay so funny story like when i was a freshman going to be a sophomore and i was trying to gain weight i was like 130 as a freshman and um my dad used to make me take the synergy five by five yes mm -hmm. dude oh my god he so disgusting bro my dad would make, my dad would make me take this she shit was with good. orange juice Okay. That's nasty. Well, that's nasty. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I was like, why can't I take this with water or Gatorade or something? Like, no, no, no. I got to take an orange juice. And so he put like three scoops of that bad boy in there. Oh my God. I gagged the whole time. But I tell you what, I gained 20 pounds and I was 150. Yeah, it was badass. <laughs> so usually when we do the OG Hall of Fame, we do like a quick story and then like a training tip. So we'll count the story of how Wade bombed my ass out at collegiates as a story um unless you have any good ones you want to share <laughs> i got i got i got I, well okay so it's it's not really a story but it's a it was always a running joke with me and way you know so um you know my dad and way trained together for a long time so it was, it was 2002 i believe it was and wade went and did the uh one of the wpo meets yes i've seen that uh, video Okay, so uh, my my dad did did two of them as well. They both they both got put on probation, by the way, because um, <laughs> Eddie was listening. But uh, anyway, so Wade went and did the first one. My dad didn't do that one. He went and did one of them, and he came back. He had won, you know, fifteen hundred dollars or whatever it was, and but they it, they were giving out the belts, like the championship belts, and he came back and he had that. And back then, you know, that's two thousand. 2001 which you know that you know that's the peak time for for you know wrestling and i was a huge wrestling fan so he came back with the big wpo championship belt and he used to he used to let me wear it all the time and and uh but there's always a running joke between me and him he'd always ask me you know who's the strongest man in the world and he'd always want me to say him but i'd always say it's my dad you know it's my dad <laughs> then as I got older and I started, and I started lifting, he he he'd ask me again, "Who's the strongest man in the world?" And then my answer changed. I'd say, "Well, it's me now." <laughs> so. That's good, man. But I remember being a young lifter and like finding Wade's YouTube and seeing the crazy ass training he used to do. Oh so yeah, I'm he did the Chico, man, dude. He did the Shiko templates out the ass, like crazy frequency, crazy volume, in gear and out of gear. And it was just super impressive. So, like, if you have time on your hands, I would just recommend going and watching Wade's old training videos. But I've talked to you and your dad about training. And uh, it doesn't seem like you do that. Like, you train at a lower frequency and a lower volume. Is that is that true to say? Like, at one point, you were telling me you were doing each lift once per week. And there was just a focus session on each lift. And you just yeah. linearly progressed up to your top numbers before the meet. 
yeah, Ian, that's pretty much how I've always trained my whole life. Um, you know, it's pretty meat and potatoes. Now, I will say over the last year and a half, maybe, maybe a little longer, I have started doing multiple squats, um, multiple deadlift days. I always, always did, you know, two bench days, but I've, I've added three bench day and sometimes I've even added a fourth. Um, uh, my, my problem is I just, I, I just, I can't, especially when I'm training for a meet and I'm really heavy at certain points, um, on, you know, on squat or bench or deadlift, I can't always take the pounding of the other days. And so it's, it's usually, it's not, it's not that heavy. Like I, I still, I do the days, but it doesn't, I don't get heavy. Like let's say I squatted 770 for a triple or whatever. Um, the next squat day I do, like I might do 385. Yeah. You know, for a triple or something. Like I just, I can't take the pounding. Um, so. But like you've, you've, my, I guess my point in the question is like, you've learned so much from Wade, like, you're in a similar weight class. You broke his American record squat. Like, what makes you train the way you do versus maybe like having Wade coach you or training like Wade used to train? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, you know, and and I do a lot of my numbers. You know, it's definitely a collaborative effort with me and my dad. You know, we we sit down and we talk about stuff, and he he puts his two cents in and says, "Look, I think this is what you need to do." And let's, let's, let's try to add this, you know, and sometimes, you know, different meets he'll, he'll do like all my bench training, like he'll write that out and I'll, and I'll do that and I'll, I'll do the other stuff. Cause it does get hard, you know, trying to write your own stuff. Cause sometimes you either, you do one of two things. You either shortchange yourself or you go way too much. Um, so that can happen. Um, but I mean, look, I like to stick to the old adage, adage, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, I'm continuing to put up numbers, continuing to do PRs, mm -hmm. continuing to win titles, continuing to get closer and closer to a, a world title. So, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't like to change just for the sake of change. I think, I think too many times people do that, like in their training, they don't give something long enough, like, Oh, I'm going to do the, the Chico or, Oh, I'm going to do the metal militia or, Oh, I'm going to do juggernaut or, Oh, this, this Russian does this. Let me do that. Like give it long enough to even see if it works. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, like you don't even know, like, cause the, the bottom line is if your total is moving, then why change? Yeah. Continue, yeah. That's the goal, right? It's to have a bigger total, right? So if mm -hmm. it's continually to go up, then, then why, why are you changing? Yeah. Speaking of totals, I mean, you competed pretty recently. We talked about it, but was that a was that a record total? The American uh, record, right? Well, Nine twenty-seven. We, we didn't have we didn't have a, a national refs. Um, ah, okay. I, that I, makes I, sense because I was looking at the uh, database today, going over yeah. your numbers, um, and the American look, record was still nine fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, what did worlds in Dubai? Yeah. So look, the I didn't want I didn't want to not have done a meet for that long. Cause look, mm, yeah. look, at the end of the day, you know, and I don't, I don't mean to sound arrogant, but I've done so many meets over my, my career, you know, local meets, high school meets, you know, you name it. But at this point, it, it's about two things. It's about winning open national titles and winning open world titles, you know? So what, I mean, why do I need to do some local meet or whatever, which by the way, I mean, I, all the meets in Mississippi, 
my dad is the meet director and I, I help, I help at all of them, you know, whether I'm judging, I'm setting up. So, I mean, I'll or coaching someone. So I don't have time to lift anyway. Um, so for me, it's, it's about getting ready to do nationals and getting ready to do worlds. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen you really like, like I've dabbled a little bit. I'm on the same boat, like nationals, worlds, nationals, worlds. And we did that for so long and I've never competed at local meets here, but I'm finally doing one in February cause it's been over a year for me to do yeah, a full yeah. power meet. I just think that's weird and I'm itching to get back out there. But, you know, every now and then I've done the Arnold, right? I've yeah. never seen your ass do the Arnold other than the deadlift. Okay, so, so. so, you know, I did do the, the deadlift, right? You know, I did the deadlift once and I um, I went up there another time to help Tran when he lifted. And I went to the very first one that the USAPL was in when my dad lifted. It was my senior year of high school when they had the teams. And my it was my dad, Wade, Tony Cardella, um, Dave Hammers. Um, yeah, it was a cool format. That yeah, was when it was, it was Sherman's meet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a cool format. I liked it. Um, and I went up there and I helped helped my dad and uh, um, then my my senior president, a bunch of the so a bunch of the guys from the gym came with us and they took me to go see the one of the UFC fights that they had in Columbus that that weekend. They usually have a UFC fight that that happens. Yeah, in yeah, convention yeah. Or whatever. So I went to that, but. And but anyway, no, I, I would love to do the Arnold. Like I I tell Priscilla to send me a, an invite every year. The problem is I'm usually I'm usually coaching high school powerlifting. And our season is it's first off, Mississippi high school powerlifting. Like practice starts officially in October. However, no one practices except for ones that give a crap until after Christmas. Because football season's over, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it, it's 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 football, baby. And our state championship doesn't end until December, um, so and 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 you know most of the time, whatever school I've been at is right now. I'm at my my alma mater, so you know they played in the last three state championship games, and so I mean like it. But anyway, so you don't get the kids until after December. Boys wise, girls wise, you know, I, I can get them, you know, whenever or if they're not playing other sports, but most of them do play other sports. But, uh, but anyway, so our season starts like, like it's about to get ramped up here. Like in about two weeks, every single Saturday, I'm going to be, do, I'm going to be either coaching or judging or running someone's meet for them or whatever it is. And it's it always, and usually always, the Arnold always happens on like it was always happened on like our South State which is like the one right before the state championship. It, it, every year, it never failed. It always happened on the same day. Yeah, well, it's always the same weekend, like the first weekend yeah. of March. So the, 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 mm -hmm. the, the, the same was with collegiates. You know, I would love to do more collegiates, but it always happened on the same day as our state championship meet. Yeah. So I could, I, I know I did that 109 loss. I came back in 2010. I actually, I missed our state championship. Me and Tran were coaching the team. Tran coached the team at state. And I came to Collegiate in 2010, Orlando, to you know redeem myself and to and to win. Um, and then, but then after that, I you know I, I didn't I didn't go back to another one. Just you know. Yeah, I, me and Luis were talking about that, like why you didn't win multiple collegiates, and I. I, well, I you know I couldn't I couldn't I just I couldn't get to them because they were always yeah. on the same date as our state championships. And so you just, prioritize coaching the high school kids. That's like one of your priorities. I, I do. I you know I've um. I've kind of been out of it the last couple of years, um, but you know I'm I'm getting back into it now. Um, so, but yeah, I mean I love it. You know, I mean, I love you know I mean we me, me and Trent were yeah. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Me, me That's too. awesome. Yeah, I, I love cool. I love skipping commitments I shouldn't to go to meets. No, I did. <laughs> so I mean, you know the story of when I I was a I was a groomsman in my best friend's wedding, yeah. and I, I left the party to do a like a red eye flight to get to that meet in Spokane yeah. so I can do yeah, worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you this question, and I'm serious when I ask this, even though I'm going to ask it in a funny way because it's fucking stupid. Why do you think that, and you were talking about how your total has been getting better every year and your goal is to win worlds, but like, so, so is mine, you know, um, I've come as close as second place. You've come as close as third place. Like we're very similar, um, in, in that regard. Um, even though you're probably a better and more consistent lifter than I am, it's just the supers are maybe slightly less competitive, but why do you think in the U S like we win raw open men's, we win women's open men's like a w- women's open raw. We win, win men's open raw. We kill it. Women's open equipped. Our teams are really good. And then you get to men's open equipped, which is, you know, our baby. And we fucking stink, man. We get our asses kicked. I, I think, Why do you think that is over a long period of time? I've noticed that our other teams are always winning. And we can't kind of, we can't really, I, I, we've never placed higher than third in the last 20 years. Yeah, the, the last, the last, the last time to win was um 95 yeah my my dad was on the team you know who's on that well, like, team? why do we why do we suck internationally why are we a bunch of wet noodles yeah <laughs> uh, well, wet blankets well well i can tell you i can tell you this the reason they won 95 is because they had my dad wade hooper uh ed cohen kirk kowalski shane hammond <laughs> yeah anyway. yeah I, yeah, I, but I'm, I, I'm 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 more asking not to the specific lifters because I think when you look at our teams, it's like Blaine Sumner, you know, I, Ian Bell, me, you. There, we have really good lifters. Quentin Meyer, Chris. I think, to me, there's two reasons. One on our end, on the American side, men wise, I don't think all of our males, the good one, good like the top notch ones all come at the same time. Like, where's Ian at? I mean, we need, I mean, Ian's our 105, or, you know, we need Ian. Um, Charlie. Charlie Connor. Where, where, where's Charlie? You know, where's um, um, our 74? You know, I mean, where, where where's Opoco? Hey. I mean, our 66. <laughs> yeah, mean, where's Acapulco? Yeah. Acapulco Bay. So, you know, I mean, thanks, thanks I don't think we all come at the same time. And I think I think, right. it hurt. I think the women are a tad bit more consistent in terms of, of coming. And they had that core group. You know, they got, you know, they got Bonica, they got Kelsey, they got Natalie. They've got that, that, that core of four to five that it's going to take to win. Um, and we just can't, we can't get them all to come at the same time. Like, you know, you know, I didn't get to go to Norway in 2013 or, you know, I, I didn't get to go in 2014 or, you know, I mean, we train didn't come, you know, in 28, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. we didn't all get, to, we, we don't all come at the same time. And the second part is, and look, it's going to sound like I'm hating on the raw, to be honest with you. Um, I know the men win, you know, and the women win the raw open for USA and, and great for them. It's easy too. <laughs> but let, let me, let me hit you with this. If you think for one single second that Russia and Ukraine are sending their best guys and girls to Raw, then you're fooling yourself. Yeah. Have you ever once seen Sergey Billet or Rubets 
Do a Raw Worlds? Dimitri no. and Zarkin. <laughs> Zarkin. I haven't seen Larissa Solo I mean, Viola lift Raw either. Seriously, yeah. seriously. I mean, have you seen them do it? No. Because, no. again, they're thinking the same we're thinking. They ain't got – they don't care. They want the open world title. They want the world games. And if 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 you put a gun to Ukraine and Russia's head and said, you got to take your guys Raw, then you better get – then Raw men and women for USA, you better get ready because it's going down. Yeah. Yeah, like, Raw lifters don't even I, know who those lifters are. Yeah, they yeah. nobody knows who these lifters are. Like Larissa Soloviova, I gotta imagine that she would be able to beat like Jen Thompson, just on three yeah, lifts. I mean, Maybe she, not I mean, the bench. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I and look I, again. I, I don't. I don't, don't want to sound like I'm hating on you know Raw or whatever, but it's just not. And it's it's the same. It's the same thing. Like I'll throw it to this. So you know, lately. You know, our sub-junior and juniors win a lot. Yeah. You know, quit-wise. When we were going, or when we went to a few, right, we didn't win. You know <laughs> we why? We got our asses whooped. Well, let me, I'll give you a little story. My first my first junior worlds in 2009 in Brazil, I won a one Again, I was light. I was like 174. I went 1780, I think, at junior worlds as a 181 er and two, this is 2009, mind you. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> um, I got fifth. Okay? That's crazy. The fourth, the fourth place guy was some French guy who went like, I don't know, like 17. No, excuse me. Um, no, excuse me. No, no, no. I didn't go 1780. I went like 1690. My bad. 1690. He went 1780. Excuse me. Anyway, 1690, right at 17. At that point in time, 2009, still a big total of 181. Anyway, he went. The French guy went like 1750, 1760, 1780, somewhere in there. He got fourth. The top three went 1901, 1895, 1890. And at that time, that's what it was taken to win the open worlds in that weight class. Yep. And you know who won that meet? You know who that was that won the 181s? In Zarkin. Dimitri yep. and Zarkin, yeah. And Zarkin's a bad motherfucker, that guy. So, I, I mean, you know, look, and, and so, and now it's, it's, I'm not saying it's easier. Look, again, I don't want to hate on the juniors, sub-juniors, all that kind of stuff. You know, great when y'all win a team title. That's, you know, it's fantastic. But it's it's not the same. It's just not. I mean. It, yeah, the it, one juniors I did, I lifted against Carling Var, And yeah, obviously I got I my mean, fucking ass he, pounded. I, I, tell, I tell you what, he lifted that junior worlds in uh, 2009 that I was at. And he was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I got him when he decided to break all the, the records. Hey, hey, you know, you know who I beat with that Junior Worlds, too? He got sixth right behind me. Who's that? Backlund. Oh, Kajel. Oh, that, that dude, Backlund, that dude all, yeah. that, all that dude could do at that time was bench. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, he's a freak no, now. That dude had no deadlift, no squat, and look at that bad boy now. <laughs> It's funny when you look back at some of those juniors, you see like how Konovalov, Testov, and Christensen lifted against each other. Um, you see that people, you know, where people placed and how they were yeah. then versus where they ended up. But I mean, if, if you take a case study on Ukraine and Russia and you don't see a lot of crossovers, but obviously Fedyasenko wins raw easy yeah. all the time. So that's like kind of just take that out of the equation. I'm sure you remember this guy named Mikolo Bolani, right? He was a 93 yeah. kilo multi-time yeah. world champion in the open yeah. and he was an older guy he was maybe 40 years yeah. old and he was doing yeah, open worlds for ukraine for rare, rare to have an older guy like that yeah and uh 
Yeah, because they usually put them out to pasture, as we like, like to say. Like the the, <laughs> the eighty three year that that I had the you know, eighty three in Dubai last year, they had the two. One was in Ananiev, which is the defending world champ, by the way. And the new guy, they moved up from seventy four. They actually won. Well, Naniev, I mean, I beat the defending world champ. I did what I came to do. And the problem was he got fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just so they he, just come he, up with new people. So he's well, done. Well, he's out. He can't win anymore. I, he's done. They'll bring a new one in. Well, all these dudes were coming up. Like uh, Rubitz was still a ninety three, and they were finding new ninety threes. Right. So Bolani, this guy's forty years old. He's won a couple open worlds, and uh, he's a really fucking good lifter. And um, he just goes to Raw Worlds in South Africa, I think, or maybe the one in Colleen. And he, like, won easy. His numbers were dumb. Yeah. Like, at 93, he's squatting, like, 694. And it's just, like, it's dumb big. shit he was doing. And, like, he wasn't even their best. Like, he's, he was an older lifter. They were kind of shuffling off the team yeah. at that point. So you got to think, if you bring those top guys, Bill Yusergi. Oh, my God. Or uh, um, I, I've seen I've seen Bill A do lunges in – Canada at our junior worlds in 2011 with 385 up and down, up and down the back. Dude, dude, he won worlds in 2016 on Friday. This was crazy. And then Saturday he comes in while we're warming up and he's doing 200 kilos on squat for beltless sets of 10. But it's the day after he just won equipped worlds. And I was like, bro, what the, he did this. He did that same thing in, um, in Luxembourg. I saw I saw them all in the back and they were do, they were doing like RDLs with like 385. I'm like Jesus Christ, what are you? Yeah, the day after they win the fucking meet, dude. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'd be hung over as shit if I just won worlds. I'd be dead. You know, you know what's <laughs> funny about uh, Luxembourg too? You know, they, they had Rubets was there, but he was he was like their coach. I didn't even know who this guy was. <laughs> he was probably like 15. <laughs> I know, he, but he he was back there working out, and I'm like, why didn't y'all bring this guy? What? Are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he's well. He's they no have two. They literally have too many good lifters. I know. He's not good enough yet. He he has to be coached. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think those are those are good valid reasons why uh like we're kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the world teams and we can't win. And look, but maybe I mean, one day, man. You know, we're still and, here. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I figure I have about I'm 31. I got about I got about 8 years left in my prime and then I'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you with the men's team's issue. I think the bigger issue, though, is that the team has a huge hole at 74 and 93. Um, and let's be honest, and at 59, know. I think we have a huge hole. Yeah, 59 I mean, I don't well. want to hate on Tran, but. Yeah, and uh, in 105, you're kind of what, hoping what, that Ian what, comes what, back. What, I mean, What Tran can total this year would have got him third or fourth. Yeah, Tran needs to Tran needs to nut up and go on go to every fucking world. He goes he's, to the ones that like. Come, well, you know, he just he he got married he, and he's had a, he's had a baby, um. But uh, he's coming. He trained. He trained. I mean, we trained today. So, I mean, he's coming. He wants to go to Norway. Uh, he wants to go to Norway. He wants to make the World Games somehow, some way. Um, everybody's going to World Games, baby. Yep, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's going. Everybody's going. World well, Games bound. Thanks coming. Fans coming. Bus. Everybody's coming. <laughs> let me let me ask you this: Does everybody know how to make the World Games? I think there's no. A- they don't know how. They, they don't all don't think like- they're going to go to NAPS, bro. They all going to go to NAPS and qualify there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. bro, you don't need to go to NAPS. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, I also can tell you this: you can't go to Raw Nationals and make the World Games. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Memo to Ray Williams. <laughs> yeah, you gotta come to the show, baby. You gotta come to November, Norway. Yeah, that's right. 
All right. So that's, that was some good shit. But um, we got a special who's hotter for you. I think we should get into oh, some. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. Should we, should we do some warm-ups? Yeah, we do some warm-ups. Yeah. You want to go through the regulars? We could give him a couple regulars. Yeah, know? we'll give him the regulars just, first. I'm sure he's got an opinion on some of these, you know? Yeah. So, I mean... You know, should we should we go with the big guns? Just right yeah, off, right, the bat? right off the bat. All right, Eric Lillybridge, Dave Hoff, who's pissing hotter? Uh, let me let me say Lillybridge. Oh yeah, I think I think it's it's been we should we should go back and tabulate. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch every episode. We gotta we gotta tally up the votes. I feel like Lillybridge yeah, is definitely the the consensus here. pick. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think most people go with Lillybridge. All right, Scott Mendelson. Or Ryan Keneally. Oh, that's a good one. In their primes. I mean, Millicent did bench a Harley, man. Come on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And he had a... I don't know. That's a tough one there. Remember, Keneally went to jail for having so much shit in his... He did, yeah. So... He was literally a steroid dealer. Yeah, I'll go with him. Mendelson is a big guy regardless, but you know, we'll go with we'll go with Ryan. We'll go with yeah. Mendelson we'll looks like an abscess. You have any <laughs> Hey, you have any uh you have any interest in this uh this this show that Tiny Meeker's putting on, the baddest bencher on earth? Uh yeah, maybe if they're doing the baddest squatter, maybe I'll do that one. Oh, you would do that? No, I'm saying, like, are you gonna do you care? Like who benches right. the most multiply? I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Joe and Peachy love it. Oh, I, we love this shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm I can't so wait. Yeah. Couldn't care less. I don't think Blaine's going to be doing it. No. Big Daddy Blaine doesn't, <laughs> no. look, doesn't look ready to bench right now. No, he's doing sissy squats with his cable rows or something. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I feel bad, too. Yeah, dude. I posted some shit on Listen, his story. The amount of ass beans I've taken from Blaine, I still want to see the kid powerlift, you know? Yeah. Um, he, he's been our one, our one person who could win and yeah. equip world title as a male. And, uh, you know, if it's not me, I guess it could be him. Yeah. I wish it was hey, me, hey, but ho- hopefully, hopefully I'm next. Cause you know, you know why I picked those numbers out for the meet that I did, right? Yeah. Yeah. You would have won. You would have won Dubai. Well, I wouldn't have won on body weight cause I waited in 83. That guy was lighter, but that was what the guy won. That was the total. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, that shit looked pretty good. So, you know, maybe you should get what, I know this is off topic, but you ever think about gaining some weight, like not going well, over eighty three, but walking around heavier? Yeah, um, I feel like a fat slob, but yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the about a key and a I've half been, over. The heaviest I've ever been is like one ninety one. That's big, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was big, and that and dude, that was probably well, shit. That's eight years ago, maybe. Mm, yeah. Um. I will say raw bench felt pretty good. Yeah, raw bench. Yeah, oh, shit yeah. goes up. <laughs> um, deadlift felt like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds uh, about right. Yeah, yep. I mean, I love how he thinks he's fat and can't deadlift at one. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, yeah, you know, my deadlift starts to feel bad if I'm like 385. <laughs> well, you know, da- dad wants me. Dad's all, you know, my dad's all about, you know, big numbers, whatever. He's like, we, we need we need to go ninety three. There's a hole there. We gotta go ninety three. Oh, let's go ninety three. They filled the hole for ninety three. But what about the eighty three? There's gonna be a big hole there too. Yeah, right? be a big hole, big <laughs> asshole. No, yeah. I mean, that might even I, be I worse like, than ninety three. I feel like at ninety three, yeah, I think I'd squat a house. Um, maybe you know, bench would you know look, you know, decent. I mean, 
Five oh seven one eight one. I mean, I think that's you know it's okay. I mean, in the yeah. grand scheme of IPF, no, but yeah. in general, yeah. yeah. But competition I think level, you probably be about the same. I find I find the ninety three class to be tough. I mean, in Zarkin is is having issues, and that guy's got some numbers that I are inhuman. Yeah. I mean, I think my deadlift would suffer so. in ninety three. I really do. Yeah, when they those guys are pulling close to eight, like yeah. All right, but um, this is a special who's hotter that we came up for you. Oh, we came up with for you. Malik Durstein or Jose Castillo? Oh, fuck. Jose for sure, dude. You think so? <laughs> yeah. You think so? All right, let me give you a story. Another story time. 2010. Okay, so you, you said I got, I got third place at Open Worlds, right? Well, yeah. I got fourth, but that was by default. I got third by default. Because Jose popped. <laughs> well, <laughs> so <laughs> I went to the bathroom before I put my suit on. And I went to the bathroom and I saw in behind the stall, there was this needle on the ground. And I, and, and I found some packaging and I didn't pick it up, but I, I looked at it and it had like Spanish-ish language. <laughs> this is the shit we need on this podcast. <laughs> That's great. This is gold. So, so I'm thinking, I'm like, well, the only Spanish person in this flight or session, or even the one before it, is Jose from Ecuador. Like, so, like, what, what, what? And, and, and I will say this too, like, he, he, we weighed in and he was sitting over there before we were do started warming up. And like, he, like, he looked different. Like, he was just like really mellow and like just, kind of just sitting here like this and just not full. And then all of a sudden, bro, he, he was lit up like a firecracker. And I, I, I said, Keller, I said, you need to – Keller was a coach, you know, at that time. And I told my dad, I told Keller, I said, dude, you need to go get somebody. I mean, there's a needle in there. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not an EpiPen. I mean, or, and I, I mean, it's something. Yeah. And <laughs> he goes to get somebody and – um, he got he went and got Hani or somebody, and he came back and oh yeah we 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 drug test after oh, yeah, no, yeah and yeah. no mother what are you doing like the dude go get him do something, but uh yeah he popped so you know um you know but anyway yeah I, I'd go Jose have you seen him lately he's doing bodybuilding right now yeah yeah uh, I follow him on Instagram he's like he's, uh, hey he's uh, he's eligible to come back. No, yeah. he's not. He's banned forever, dude. He popped I, twice. He popped twice. He's banned for life. No, this. So when he got popped for that one, that was adrenaline. Mm. That was only he only got popped for six months. Now the second time was the was the big one. So maybe, well, maybe he is banned for life. I thought he I thought he was eligible to come back because the first one was shooting wasn't adrenaline. Wasn't yeah, enough. two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he he's banned for life. I think you're thinking okay. of like David Coinbrah. Or somebody oh, else, yeah. but he's already been right. back with the blender. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, he had, he's he's the one with the blender. Hilarious story about Jose Castillo. I saw him at the Arnold in 2013 because it was the first like big meet that I ever did, right? And I was hanging out with Ben. Uh, you might know Ben Schleifman. Um, he uh, he's a you know he's a 105. He, big he bombed guy. out of the meet that your dad bombed out in Orlando 2012. Nash, this guy Is Ben we used to train with. Ben Weebs? No, Ben Schlafman. Schlafman. Uh, don't know. You got every, your dad bombed out of nationals, and he did too. It was a shit show. Luis ended up winning. You remember this shit? When, what meet was this? 2012 nationals in Orlando. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> this kid's a, he's a pretty big guy. He's he's a 105. And I see, you know, this Hispanic guy, and he's fucking massive. I'm like, Ben, this guy's going to whoop your ass, right? And he goes, no, he's going to whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, he, this guy's an 83? He didn't realize what his weight class was. Oh, That's my God. He was huge. He's the biggest 83 I've ever seen. He, he was he was like, usually I, I have this criteria where if you're bigger than Malik, like for your frame, if you're bigger than yeah. Malik, you're on gas. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy made Malik look like a child. I mean, it was unbelievable that they were gonna let this guy lift. He's a big, he's a big, he's a big mofo. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Malik's one of the freakiest dudes I've ever seen in person. Oh even God. as, hey, you want you want to hear the you want to hear the first time I ever met Malik? Yeah, yeah. why not? All right, two thousand seven, Kalamazoo, Michigan. All right, uh, junior, junior, teen and junior nationals. So last year at Teen and Junior Nationals was his own national championship. All right, before it combined with the Opens in 08, and it was Teen Junior Open. So I, all I've been hearing from you know, because my you know my dad talks you know to Wade and talks to Sherman or whatever, and all I've been hearing about because I was a 165er at that point in high school, and uh, all I was hearing about was these two guys, Andrew Hollenbach and Malik Durston. And I'll, I, that's all I'm hearing about. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, you know, he lifted two fucking it. midgets from Pennsylvania. Huh? I know. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, he lifted at 148 versus Caleb Williams in 06. Okay, great, good for him. Um, you know, and that's all I'm hearing about. I'm like, all right, so you know, I, you know, I see Andrew or whatever, and me and Tran are, are walking um, down the, or going down the escalator, and we walk by the warm up room, and all we hear are these weights clanging around back there. And we look in there, and there's Malik with a suit that he borrowed from Hollenbach and no shoes on, trying to squat like 606 by himself. And he, and, and, and he couldn't come up with it or something, and he had to dump that shit. <laughs> and and that, was, so that was my first kind of interaction with, with Malik. Dude, I remember 2014 Nationals. Were you scared of Malik? Were you scared? So, all right. Have you have you ever seen the uh, the Equalizer two? No, Denzel. Yeah, Denzel yeah you, all right, they have. All right. So, in the in the like the 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 first kind of scene or epilogue scene, pre-title sequence, you know, he he's going to find the guy or whatever, and he he tells the guy before he kills him, he says, "There's two kinds of pain in this world: the pain that hurts, and the pain that alters, and." That meat definitely altered me. Um, I, I've never bombed out before, ever in my life. Been close, you know, on a couple of occasions, but never in my life have I bombed out before, and not on my squad. I mean, that's my lift, that's my baby. Yeah. And I, I really had to do soul searching after that meet. Like, why am I even doing this? Like, like <laughs> we say it all the time, what the fuck are we like, doing this for? This is a hobby. I pay all this money. I, I sacrifice I, to, to, to do what? To to go and embarrass myself and bomb out? Yeah. And, like, and I mean, I, I literally didn't even go to a gym for like a month. Yeah, I was back there when you guys were warming up because it was super intense. And like Malik was on quest and we were trying to whoop y'all's ass. Dude, and uh, had- it was just like. 
super intense and he made the move to warm up on the same rack as you and i think that was just like it was just basically an epic stare down for like 40 minutes and then it like, just it was, fucking it blew was, up it was literally some some rocky three like stuff because like that whole training cycle like i literally had like not a picture of malik but like his name like yeah my dresser, and like every day i'd walk by it and i'm like i'm not i'm gonna beat i'm beating this sob i don't give a shit and <laughs> And and what was what was what was bad about it is, um, I really felt my bench was coming along. I I and uh, I mean I can say whatever I want. I can say oh I would have done this. I wouldn't done that. I would have benched like a four seventy three that day, which for me at the time was a huge bench. Um, my deadlift had gone down a little bit after I had the big pull in twenty twelve, and but it was back. I, I was ready to pull seven sixteen seven twenty two, um, and then you know I opened up it. 749 on squat and I was having some depth problems in training which I, I don't normally have and that's weird I know I it was weird <laughs> like it's the only time like for a big meet I've ever really had depth issues and yeah. I was cutting everything high but anyway so I, I really felt like I let myself down because I really felt I had the tools to, to beat him and and th- so I'm kind of a, a, a numbers guy. I literally, me and my, I sat down with dad and I said, this is exactly what he's going to do. I literally had his squat picked out, his bench picked out, and his deadlift picked out. Like almost the exact numbers of what he actually did. And yeah. which was enough for me to win. I, I knew exactly what I had to do. And I just, I, I let my, I, I just, and that's one of the biggest regrets I have. And like I said, I had to do some serious soul search. And it really, it really hurt me. And like, I, cause I felt like I, 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 I let something slip away. You, you even seem like upset about it now. And what I, 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 I want to say like, to you, seriously, I, I, it, it, it really, like I yeah, said, you just it, need it to bomb out more. It, it you get used, me. you get t- take it from me. You get used to it, man. It's, it's not but, uh, bad. Look, it definitely altered me. Cause look, that was 2014. I haven't lost it outside of worlds. I haven't lost the meat since. I know. I saw. I was counting. You know, we were looking at how many open yeah. nationals you won, and that's just kind of the one in the middle. That's the one, yeah. You won 2012, 13. 2012, 13, bombed, and then came back and I've won five straight. 15, uh, six, yeah. So that kind of sucks, but it is what it is, man. That was a pretty cool meet to watch. But but you, you know, but it was know, pretty so cool. To- I'm, you know, I'm cool with Malik. You know, we we talk sometimes. You know, it's it is what it is. And he told me, you know, because women's nationals, um. I know that was in Baton Rouge that year, you know, a couple of months before, before yeah. nationals. And, uh, he told me, he straight up, he said, he said, you know, I'm coming up, you know? And, and I, and I said, you know, great, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's do it. I mean, we, we lifted against each other before and let's do it again. You know, we did it at 165. All right, let's do it again. Yeah. Um, this, this time I thought I was, I was much more prepared. I was in my weight class. He was coming to mine and, and I thought I, you know, but you know, it is what it is, but, uh, definitely that 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 me you know i think it takes something like that to make you better and i think yeah, it definitely man. made me better because it made me it made me you know look you know no one's no one's unbeatable no one's you know you gotta go out there and get it yeah even like i i go back and look at shit that i thought was like sure thing like like um bike chop winning world games you know something like that mm-hmm. But he ended up bombing the squat and like yeah. shit like that. 
Um, so shit happens like that all the time where like a, someone who seems unbeatable just like gets, mm-hmm. gets, gets fucked up. And it all, because power thing, it's like train, you're training for one day. And if that one day goes wrong, you know, it can ruin your whole yeah. year. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think you're better off. Cause obviously like Malik, Malik by 2015 was out of the USAPL yeah. for a refusal he, he to test. Down a, he went down a road and look, he, he, yeah. he would talk to me all the time about stuff, you know, I think I think Malik got too much, you know, internet headed and wanted to prove something and he wanted to be Ed Cohen and you know, he wanted to be that the next superstar and you know, I don't know. Um I you know I, I you know, I thought, you know, with him staying at seventy four and then I, I thought we could have had a good team, you know what I mean? Um Yeah. I, honestly I think that was the beginning of the end for him when he decided to come up. He yeah, it's have, true. You know, he may have won that and but you know, it really was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with equipped lifting, it's it's so much more, uh, so much more in the hands of the powerlifting gods. Yeah, you gotta appease <laughs> the gods, man. You I gotta appease the gods. <laughs> I, I love I love y'all's uh, powerlifting gods because look, I know I know that sounds like a joke, but dude, that that is couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, bro, it's true. It's, I know you would agree with me on things where like, you know, like uh, like Quentin Meyer, you know telling everybody he's going to break the world record squat exit, you know, do this, this, and this. Once you do that, don't do it. You're at the mercy of the gods. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> look. I learned a long time ago. Look, you know, I, I was young once, you know, I'm still young, but I, you know, I used to say a lot of stupid stuff, you know, but look, karma is real, man. Karma yeah, it is. is very real. It's and real in sports for sure. If you think your shit don't sink and you're going to let everybody know that be, be, you know, look, when you, when you pray for rain, you better be able to deal with the mud. So, <laughs> get some good southern southern <laughs> phrases yeah, that's some, on the that's some Mississippi phrase, yeah. Right now, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you got anything you want to close with? Like, yeah, you got anything you want to close the pod with? Yeah, I got a trivia question for you. Oh yeah, that's right. You have a question for us. <laughs> All right, trivia trivia question. All right. So I, you know, I alluded to earlier, um, 2007 men's or teen teen junior nationals was the last time that nationals was uh or the teen junior was a meet by itself and then after that it moved um there was you know probably 250 people at that meet which i mean 07 so we're in 2021 so what 15 years ago give or take yeah 15 years ago something like that who are the there was three there's three people at that meet that are still actively actively powerlifting today can you name those three 2007 teen and teen junior and nationals well one's you yep i mean it seems to obviously say tran was it tran yeah it's tran all right was ian too old ian bell nope damn that's a good guess though what 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 wasn't even thought of yet? Yeah, I know we haven't thought of it. <laughs> no, Ian wasn't even thought of yet. He wasn't even. Oh, wasn't, Ian was two thousand seven. Yeah, who's yeah, my he, who's he my age? A couple or years older. younger than me. Yeah. It was it all, all male or was there female too? All male. Very actually, when 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 you when you figure it out, it's very obvious. How old's Quentin? No, he didn't start. No, it's not He's, Quentin. He didn't start. He's younger too. Yeah, he's... Hmm. Damn, dude. 
Greg Johnson? No, he's too young. No, no, not Greg. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna, you're, y'all are all gonna just flip, flip your shit when I tell you. <laughs> all right, so it's me. Luis, oh Luis. no, it wasn't Luis. <laughs> Luis didn't go to no. that. All right, so it was, it was, uh, it was me. I was 165er. I was a T two. I won that one. Um, Tran was a fifty six T three. He won, and the other one was the Lane Sumner. Oh, oh my god! Wow. I should have known. A team nationals. He did. Yeah, Dan Gordo had his ass doing meets in high he school. A, he was a junior. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did I high school nationals. He he did like some known. stuff in high school. You should have known that. All right, man. That was a good one. We yeah. got to give you props for that trivia question. That was good. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been it's been sick talking to you. Um, really glad you came on with us. You got a Appreciate lot of good stories. Me. You're a hey, legend in yourself. Uh, are y'all gonna uh y'all be in Cle- are y'all gonna be at Cleegents in Baton Rouge? No. Mm-hmm. So uh I'm still coaching the Northeastern girls, but Northeastern's uh not letting us travel for club sports this year. Okay. So we're not coming. Sucks. Yeah, Sucks, man. So we'll see you we'll see you, we'll see you in Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We'll see you in Daytona, man. Yeah. I was hoping to lift, but like, given all those rules we talked about earlier, there ain't no fucking way I'm getting. He ain't getting it. <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to do a quip yeah, bench. I don't think I'm getting. Maybe it. I could yeah. talk my way into a quip bench, but well, I don't hey, know. They, hey, I they're probably these spotters and loaders, you know. They, they... <laughs> oh, I ain't doing that. I'm just coaching Joe, yeah, and we're gonna coming. eat. We yeah. Here. <laughs> Listen, you want to uh, eat steaks, get drunk, and gamble um, at whatever casinos in Florida there are? You can hang out with us. Yeah, all, all right, weekend. We'll yeah, all well, right. Hey, for, hey, for, get COVID. for me, it works out better because it's in the summer. I don't have work. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm judging all week, baby. We're all better get ready. Squat <laughs> <laughs> the depth. All Let's right, man. Baby. All right, well, have a good night. Tell Dad we all said right. what's up. Yep. All right, y'all too, man. Appreciate having me. All on. right, later. Yep. Take care. See ya. Bye.